Hello, and welcome to The Exit presented by Flippa, the world's largest marketplace to buy and sell online businesses and startups. The Exit is a 30-minute podcast featuring amazing entrepreneurs who have been there and they have done it. The Exit talks to operators who have bought and sold businesses of all different sizes. You learn how they did it, why they did it, and get exposure to the world of exits. It's a world occupied by a small few, but accessible to many. Now, in this episode, I sit down with Eleonora Roca. She's the founder of Women X Impact and a fantastic serial entrepreneur. And we walk through her exit of Daily Innovation Days, an event business. And it is a really incredible story about how she met the acquiring company and the journey of scaling that business. What she's doing now is really inspiring around the Horizon Group and also the Women X Impact. So without further ado, let's sit down and have a great conversation here on The Exit with Eleonora Roca. All right, what is up, everyone? Today, I am joined by Eleonora Roca, and she is currently the co-founder and chief marketing officer at Horizon Group, and also the founder and managing director at Women X. Impact. How are you doing, Eleanor? Very good. Very good. Thank you. Excited to dig in here. Before we get into your exit and the successes that you've had, let's talk about your, uh, you know, your origin story. How did you get into business and entrepreneurship? Right. So let's say my background has been mainly in the corporate world. So I worked for Microsoft, HP, Kingston Technologies, so all large multinational global corporation, mainly American, by the way. Um, but uh, let's say I had a very successful career, but at some point I realized that I really wanted to do something where my voice was heard, where my values were completely, you know, um, embraced and um, where I could actually make an impact, which I didn't really feel that way when I was um, when I was uh, an employee. So I started to go to dig around. I started to go to events. I started to read about entrepreneurship and how I could potentially one day have my own business. Um, I, I like to say that I haven't really started to doing that, but I felt you know some of my skills um, could actually help. And then uh, at that stage, I started to think about what. I could really picture myself in in the next 10 years and started to put together some ideas. Um, but everything started from a blog. This is what I always say. I started with a passion and lifestyle blog, very, let's say, um, cliche for an Italian woman. Uh, but yeah, that was uh, was just the beginning. And then from there, I had many connections and many people started to see what I could I could potentially do, what I could was good at doing and I started to have cooperations and then partnerships and you know business opportunities and then everything has grown let's say from there but that was let's say a bit of a feeling and a bit by accident and a bit by doing what I love doing mm-hmm. yeah and I, I've heard this a lot uh, more recently that a lot of bloggers and youtubers especially, will set out to do something that they're passionate about. They'll start writing or making videos on it. And very quickly, they realize that it's a business. Like they're, they're learning a crash course on, on how to delegate, how to hire, how to help you know, get people to, to help you grow uh, this presence. 
And it's like a, a crash course in business that a lot of people don't go into things like blogging and YouTube channels thinking about, uh, but it just kind of happens organically because it has to. Yeah. And that's a, a good, a good segue into what the, what the initial company was that you found success in. I like to kind of start there and then we can dig into the, the exit. Yeah, absolutely. So it was, so as I said, you know, certain my blog was back in 2012. So going back to what you were saying, uh, was a time when people didn't really know, especially in Italy, didn't really know what social media was and uh, what digital marketing was. So I, I was one of the pioneers, let's say, in my, in my country. And then uh, from there, I started to, um, let's say, have some um, cooperations and, uh, you know, partnerships. And people started to ask me help to build their social media presence, to help them with Instagram, with Facebook, you know, uh, and with their own blogs. And then, um, I started to say, oh, okay, so it'd be great to do some events. So I started to do kind of small events that were related to my blog. And this is how I started to meet, you know, journalists and, you know, people who started to ask me to cooperate and to do something for them. And then uh, I decided to move to London, as you might hear from my accent. Um, I moved to London, so from, from uh, Milan to London, uh, and they and kept going with my career. But back in time, I, I was like, okay, so what am I going to do with this blog? What am I going to do with this, uh, you know, clients and corporations that I started as a side job? Um, and I was almost going to kind of quit because I was like, okay, I'm happy here. You know, I have my career is, is growing, it's going well. So maybe it's time for me to quit. But uh, at the same time, I was like, no, but this is something that is mine if you, if you what I, what I mean by that. So uh, that is mine. I don't really want to drop it. So I, I was kind of uh, debating with myself whether to, to quit or not this entrepreneurial experience. And at that stage, actually, um, Mashable, which I'm sure you know, contacted mm -hmm. me from New York, from the New York um, team, uh, the experiential marketing. And they asked me if I wanted to start to do a Mashable Social Media Day event in Milan. Probably they've seen that I started to see to do events that they that they uh, they've seen that they had presence in Italy uh, on social, so they matched the two and they felt that maybe I was the right person. So they asked me. They said, "You want to do it?" And then I was like, "Okay, uh, I'll try." But to be honest with you, I didn't really think about building a business, really creating a business by that. But then they licensed. I licensed the brand, so I got their permission to use the brand. And long story short. Three days after, that brand grew into a, even a larger brand and to an event that was at the beginning a 150 people event. It got to a almost 2,000 people event. It was the most tweeted event of the year in 2017. And therefore, you know, it became an extra business with 11 people. And, you know, uh, and that was on my own. I was the solo, a solo entrepreneur. I built everything from scratch. Um, and yeah, so it was a bit, uh, uh, again, an opportunity that I've taken at the same time, I put together everything that I was learning by doing, uh, with my blog, with my clients and, uh, and with my marketing experience, of course, because I was a marketeer and I will always be a marketeer. 
Nice. So how how did it kind of transpire? The, the conversation started after that event was really successful, and then they kind of brought you in and said, all right, show us your books. And, and how did that conversation initially start? And how long did the process take? So from, from uh, let's say, the moment they got in and then the exit, Mm-hmm. That was also, um, let's say that I got to the stage where I couldn't, I, I see, I, I could see, let's say the business growing, but I knew I couldn't do it on my own. So I felt like I'm, I'm just getting to that stage where I have opportunity that I'm constantly missing. So I started to look around and I felt, okay, let's uh, find some people who is young you know, I can't look like me, let's say same age in the event space. Maybe they are more, let's say, knowledge about the events because they've been, you know, in this, in this space for a long time. So I felt that they might be the right people. Um, and then, yeah, the conversation started, uh, with, uh, come and see, come and see the events, see how it is, see, you know, what people are in there, the, the level of also engagement, because we always had a lot of uh, community there. So that was important, I would say, for someone who had to choose uh, to get in. Um, and therefore, yeah, we started the conversation and then I started to send some numbers. And then obviously there was a bit of a back and forth of, you know, extra numbers, extra meetings and conversations. And at some point we, we got to the stage where I said, okay, you can come in. I will keep certain amount of shares so we can go, let's say, ahead together for a while and see how it goes. And then if it's the case, after kind of a year, year and a half, I'm happy to, you know, exit. But at the beginning, I felt like, let's see how it goes and we go from there. Mm-hmm. Got it. Very cool. And what types of things were you tracking with the the event business? Was it what types of KPIs, I guess, or key performance indicators? Because a lot of people kind of that aren't familiar with that business, I think it would be valuable to learn what types of things you're tracking. So it's very important to share, uh, obviously, attendees numbers and, you know, year-on-year growth, uh, because obviously, you know, if you go from 150 people to 1,700 people in two years, it means that there is interest on that topic, at least. Um, But also, it's important to show the value of the brand, so uh, how many magazines and online magazines have been speaking about the event and how many any international, again, international speakers. We always had inter- speakers coming from all over the world. So that was also another thing that was adding value to the brand and the, the way the brand was perceived. And also um, the growth in terms of, uh, let's say, days and topics, because we started with one day event, was free at the beginning with only, let's say, um, uh, topics about social media. We always speak about social media at the beginning but then it went into innovation. So there was a lot of technology um, uh, technology there and also digital marketing, all the evolution. So that was also important to see because it meant that the market was kind of ready to embrace and to understand and to value those things in a country where obviously we were a bit uh, backwards probably if you compare it to to, um, to the US. So definitely important numbers, year-on-year growth and uh, the perception and the value of the brand. 
perception and value of the brand. I like it. it had a strong brand. It's always always extremely valuable. And with the uh, you know the exit conversations, going through the diligence process, I think a lot of young entrepreneurs that are maybe just getting started that are listening to this would ask how to prepare. So were there different steps that you took to prepare for you know going through this process? And what would you recommend for people that are potentially thinking about exiting? So you have to have your number, you have to do your homework, I always say. <laughs> you have to have your numbers in place in the right way. You have to be prepared on answering questions and sometimes even tough and difficult questions because if someone is going to buy your business, obviously they don't want to end up in having issues and, uh, you know, don't understand things. You know, uh, investors can be extremely precise and, uh, you know, they, they want to know everything. So you have to be ready and you have to be tidy and you have to be, um, let's say, prepared to answer to, to all those questions. The, the thing is, when you are first-time entrepreneur like was like I was, and there was also my own, many, many things I didn't really know. So I actually learned during the way. But I, I think uh, I was always good at uh, explaining things. So in case you get questions, you have to know how to answer, so you have to prepare. Yeah, knowing knowing your numbers and knowing what to what to present and when to present it is always quite key. Now, this next question is something that I get DMs about all the time. There's a lot of questions around timing. So I know every business is different. I always kind of preface it with that. But for people that are running a business right now, let's say they've been doing it for a few years, they're listening to your story. What's the right time to sell a business and why was it the right time for you? So let's say that there are different reasons. So it depends on the business again, but um, let's say there is not really a right time. I would say it depends on what you want to achieve with that business. And if you feel in that moment, you really want to be in, in that stage. So me, mm -hmm. let's say that I felt that I had done everything that I really wanted to do. So taking, I love taking things from scratch uh, to a certain point. So for me, I had all the enjoyable and the beauty of creating something that from zero became actually a business and then a business interesting for others, which is also good. But at the same time, I felt at that stage probably... I uh, I felt I wanted to do something else. And also I felt that um, being inside my company, having them in, in there wasn't what I really wanted. But again, going back to giving an advice, I, I would suggest to people who are listening to us, um, get to know uh, yourself and uh, kind of be ready to what you actually want to achieve and know what you want to achieve. Because at the beginning, when I got them in, I didn't really feel like, oh, I, my exit strategy is my, is my plan A. I felt like, okay, I might exit in a year and a half, but maybe not. But at the same time, then I realized that that was what I really wanted to do because I wasn't feeling, let's say, fulfilled in being, let's say, a minority shareholder in the business that I created. For me, it was really hard, actually, mm -hmm. to be in that, but I didn't know before. At the beginning, I felt more like, okay, it's going to be easier for me 
because there are other people I can share, let's say, the risks and all the day-to-day uh, work and it's not going to be that heavy for me like it used to be before when I was the CEO and the solo founder. But at the same time, then I felt uh, a bit frustrated on what I really wanted to, to build with that business. So yeah. I guess... Uh, there is not a right time. It depends on what you want to do and how you want to do it. I think this is the right answer to that. Um, so you either feel you don't want to do uh, more than what you already done, or maybe you don't feel with that asset and with that people, you really want to move forward because sometimes maybe it's just for you time to create something new. Like it was for me, I felt also you know, I want to create this something different and in a different way now that I learned a lot of things. So it's time for me to go. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for a lot of young entrepreneurs out there that are you know just getting started, there is a concept of zero to one and identifying as like a zero to one entrepreneur is it takes a while to get comfortable with that. Knowing that you like building from scratch, like you mentioned, and owning that and being okay with that. And then when you're ready to go on to something else, you do it. <laughs> and I think that a lot of people just feel a little bit like an outsider from time to time when they're tired of running something they created and it's okay. You can, you can do, <laughs> you can start something else. You can sell it. You can hire somebody to run it. There's so many different options, um, for people out there. Yeah, yeah. And again, you have to feel comfortable with what you feel in that particular moment. Because again, some people start to think, oh, why I did this, did that. Maybe I wouldn't have done it. It depends, you know, if you had decided that that time probably was the right time for you to do that. So you just have to feel a bit your gut, I would say, um, mm-hmm. because you never know what else you can create. This is the beauty of being an entrepreneur. I always say, you know, we need to enjoy the fact that we are entrepreneurs and we have this enjoyment in creating stuff from scratch and being as, as creative as many people can be um, to, to keep building and keep continuing in our career, whatever we do. So if you're an entrepreneur, you, you know how you're going to make it. Yeah. Well said. Well said. And that's a great segue into the finale question. So we ask everybody the same question and it's knowing what you know now, what would you tell Eleonora 10 years ago? So I would tell Eleonora 10 years ago to be a bit less um, emotional in certain things. Uh, I think I've always been in, in this. I would say maybe women tend to be a bit more emotional and more uh, em- empathic, empathetic, empathic, um, which in business sometimes can be can be complicated to deal with or can be um, a threat. So that's probably what I would say to me 10 years ago. Maybe just trust people a little bit less, which which can be uh, sometimes, you know, perceived as negative, but it's just um, a different way of approaching the business with more distance, more, um, I wouldn't say professionality, but it's more about getting the right distance and less emotion in taking decisions on or choosing people to work with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think uh, for a lot of people that once they find a little bit of success in a business, it's very hard to have some sort of balance that isn't, you know, too tied to your identity as the business. And you got to kind of 
develop a, a life <laughs> outside of business. And I think that that's something that kind of happens over the years of, of doing businesses um, as like a, a serial entrepreneur. So we are very curious, what are you working on now? And what can you share about it? Sure. So now Horizon Group, what it is Horizon Group is an agency, digital marketing agency. We help companies to develop their digital marketing strategy. Uh, we are two uh, business partners and a little uh, capital shareholder, uh, very lean. Uh, we have 10 people working for us. And also Women for Impact is one of the brands that, again, we developed as an event at the beginning that then became a community of women leaders and we hope, let's say, to have more women in uh, senior leadership roles. And uh, and again, this was my giving back because being a solo entrepreneur woman in a country that is quite backwards in that, I realized that there was a need to create something uh, for women. So Women for Impact is today another large, very large summit, but also a community of uh, of women that help themselves and inspire themselves to uh, to get to leadership roles to the, tomorrow. We hope more. All right, nice. And where can people go and learn more about it? So Women for Impact is written womenximpact.com. That is also the English website. Uh, and the Horizon Group is www.horizon.group. All right. Well, wherever you guys are listening on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, definitely check the show notes. All the links that Eleanor mentioned will be in there. But once again, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your thank story, you. Eleanor. Thank you. I was very happy to share my story. Thanks. Thanks.